0: I'm sorry. This isn't exactly how I'd imagined your first trip in the TARDIS.
1: It's not so bad. Although I hadn't imagined there'd be uh, quite so much...
0: Snow. Snow,
1: exactly. Had enough of that in Bissle Three.
0: Unfortunately, this is a different planet. According to the TARDIS, this is the location of Station Twilight, a research base. And? And it shouldn't be here.
2: What do you mean, shouldn't be here? I mean, it shouldn't exist. And? Uh, there's an and. There's always an and.
0: And? There's a timeline here that doesn't make sense. Someone doesn't fit.
2: That's uh, not surprising if it isn't meant to be here, though, is it?
1: Do you see a lot of that?
2: Uh, you'd be surprised. Not like this. But not like this, apparently. So, what exactly is this place that shouldn't be here?
0: I told oh. you, a research base.
2: Yeah, but researching what? There's not much here. Unless you really like ice. And rocks and icy rocks. Well, apparently it was built
0: to study the wreck of the Vespertine.
1: Did you say the Vespertine? As in Hudson Sage's ship? Huh? What's a Hudson Sage? Hudson Sage? The Explorer? Discovered entire civilizations. Without him, there'd be no Scarab Nebula.
0: That might come as a surprise to all the species living there quite comfortably before Sage
2: came along.
1: There are star systems named after him. Three elements in the new periodic table.
2: discovered those two, did he?
1: And the rest.
2: And this is where he's buried?
1: Maybe. He disappeared, along with his ship, the Vespatine, and the whole crew. Doctor, the Vespatine's never been found. So does this mean we've gone forward in time to when it has been?
0: That is the problem. What is? We've gone back. Back? Mm-hmm. How does that work, then? Exactly what I'd like to know.
2: Doesn't look like anyone's home.
1: You sure there's someone here? There's no lights, no vapour exhaust.
0: The loading bay door over there. If anyone's here, they'll be watching.
1: So I just... ring the doorbell?
3: Are you from the relief ship? Are we? Because we weren't expecting you for another three orbits.
1: Our ship, um... Our ship's right behind us. Um, they sent us ahead to uh, check in with you. Uh, we're the advance party. So if you could, let us in?
4: Wait for me in the loading bay.
0: Well, if
1: I was them, I wouldn't let three random strangers standing around in the snow into my incredibly isolated research base.
5: Would you? She learns fast. I know. I like her. I know.
3: Nobody told me there was an advance party.
0: A miscommunication. I'm the doctor, this is Alex, and that's Cass, and you are...
3: We're in Maltolo, one of the tech staff. Well, technically I am the tech staff now. Due to rotate out any day, it's the atmosphere. They don't like us here too long at a stretch, pushes up the insurance. They- The company? Sorry, I thought you came from headquarters. Yeah, yeah
0: We're just uh, subcontractors.
3: <laughs> oh, figures. Our rotation wasn't even fully staffed and that was before everyone got sick. The observation gallery's not ready yet, but I can take you through to the hub. This is the hub. Everything happens here. We can keep an eye on the ship, make sure she's stable, monitor the ice for movement.
2: All this for an old shipwreck? Sorry, he's new.
3: That figures too. (laughs) The Vespertine isn't really a shipwreck. She's intact. Well, apart from the masts. We think they snapped off as the ice closed in above her. Masts? But... This base, Station Twilight, was built directly above her. At the moment it's still all science, but the plan is to open it to tourists, a discovery centre, you know? You said there's an observation gallery. Part of the tourist side, but I haven't got clearance. Only the science crew have access to the gallery in the chamber right now. I'm just a technician. But I can get the cameras online if you want to see her. The big screen, look, there she is.
2: The Vespity. So, when you said ship, you didn't mean spaceship, you meant ship. Big old wooden ship. I didn't even realise she'd been found.
3: <laughs> they didn't tell you, even when they're sending you here. Oh, sounds like headquarters. I heard they're supposed to announce it soon. You know what they're like, waiting for their moment.
0: And this is how she was found?
3: The climate's so hostile, it's amazing anything survived. But there she is. It is why they built her out of wood. Less reactive than metal. We think the ice protected her from the worst of it. She's a bit of a miracle. What's it like down there? In the chamber? I don't know. The science team have gone a couple of times to take readings, but they don't bother telling me about it. Anyway, the priority's been stabilizing it. If we lose that cavern, we'll lose her.
0: And then presumably no one would ever know what happened to Sage and his crew.
3: Nobody knows now. The imaging doesn't show any remains or even traces of them. I thought you said nobody told you. The tech data does. But unless there's a record in the ship's log, if it survived, it's was anyone's guess. What do you think happened? I'd say they abandoned the ship in a storm and the cold and the water got the better of them. Before it froze, this was a pretty wild planet. Hudson Sage was the only one mad enough to come here. And nobody ever heard from him again? Exactly. The Vespertines, one of a kind. A bit like Sage was. She was built to survive the worst this world could throw at her. But living bodies? Not so much. What was he looking for? Sorry?
0: You don't come to a world like this and you don't go to the trouble and expense of building a ship like that to do it unless you expect to find something.
3: Can't help you with that, I'm afraid. Someone probably knows, but it's above my pay grade.
6: Uh, Rin, can you take another look at that extractor on Corridor B? It's still not right.
3: Ebus, I told you, I'm not that kind of technician. We'll have to mark it for maintenance in the next rotation.
2: He sounds friendly.
3: I cannot wait to not have to hear his voice again. (laughs) It's been just the two of us since the rest of the crew were evacuated. Some of them got sick. We thought it was food poisoning. Turned out to be green pox. Oh, don't worry. We're out of quarantine. Anyway, Ebus and I volunteered to stay on as a skeleton crew until the next rotation. But science boy there seems to think that it's my job to fix everything he breaks. Which it isn't. Did he say broken extractor? It's not dangerous. It's just Ebus pulling rank again.
1: Uh, No, it's just I might be able to help you with that.
3: You really don't have to do this. I can just tell Ebers where to stick it.
1: It's no problem.
3: There'll be a mechanic on the next rotation. It can wait until then. I can see the problem.
1: The, the vapor conduit slipped out of alignment and it's dropped down onto the manifold. Try it now. You fix it. That's what I do. You're the doctor's engineer? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just uh, sticking with him for a while. I met before, on my last ship. Repairing things is what I do. What I did. I wasn't exactly there very long. I think I might have quit. You didn't like it? I wanted to. Posting to an class ship. chance to see the universe. Travel. That's what I always dreamed of doing. Funny, really. Being here. is that? Well my dad loved Hudson Sage, he used to tell me stories about him, all those discoveries. I never really cared but it was the only time I had him to myself, none of my brothers butting in. Just dad telling me how Hudson Sage discovered the Elven constellation. Hudson Sage was your bedtime story? Stupid right? But then, when he wasn't there anymore, dad wasn't. It made it easier. I could just tell myself he'd gone exploring, that he was discovering his own constellations. I'm sorry. Don't be. I was a kid.
3: Families, you know. Families. If it helps, Sage is the reason I'm here too. What if I could get you down to the cavern? Would you want to see her? The Vespertine, close up. Could you do that? I thought you said... Don't worry about that. (laughs) I've got an idea.
2: So, are you going to tell me what's up or are we just going to pretend? I don't know what you mean. You're very quiet. Maybe I don't have anything to say. Exactly. You always have something to say. And you've barely said a thing since we got here. Is it Cass? Because it's not
0: Cass. Then what? I've already told you. This base, that cavern... None of it should exist. The Vespertine has never been recovered. And I recognize that ship, Alex. I recognize it and I can't. Not like this.
2: Do you think, maybe, you're overthinking this one? Guess what? What? what?
1: We can go down there to the Vespertine.
2: Well, what happened to it being sealed in ice? Been incredibly fragile and unstable.
1: We can use the science crew suits, and Rin can get the code to the access shaft. There's a cargo lift. Well, Doctor? Why not? I'll tell her you're coming.
2: And anyway, if there was a problem, a real problem, you'd know. You always know.
3: And don't forget the gloves. Thank you so long.
0: And well, the Vespertine's been down there long enough. I'm sure a few more minutes won't hurt. What's all this equipment?
3: We have to take all this with us? Uh, no, that's mostly for the next science team. You need this, though. It's an emergency tracking beacon.
0: Why would we need that?
3: Standard safety protocol. The Vespertine's in an ice <clears throat> cavern, not a rock one. It wants to move. It
0: remembers being water.
3: Exactly. Listen, the Vespertine chamber is... stable. You'll hear shifts in the ice, maybe feel the occasional tremor. Anything more than that, activate the beacon. It'll cool the lift back down for you and open a communication channel up to the hub. The lift leaves us down there? It's the only way to ensure the chamber's integrity. And the Vespertines. But don't worry, we've never had any problems. And I'll be in the hub, monitoring everything. Wait, you're not coming with us? I told you, I'm only a technician. I'm not supposed to have clearance. And besides, there's only me and Ebus up here now. Someone has to keep an eye on things. You're all set. I cannot believe this.
0: It's not a small operation, is it? You'd expect it to leave a blip, in history at least.
1: Sage was more than a blip, Doctor. That's not
0: what I meant.
1: I mean, the places he
2: must have seen.
1: He went to more worlds than anyone else ever has.
2: (laughs) Something in your throat there, Doctor? No, no.
1: Look, I know this is normal for you. You probably do this all the time to see these impossible things.
0: Not usually quite so impossible.
1: But I grew up in a nothing town on a nothing world. No one was interested in my dreams. The closest I could get to being someone like Hudson Sage, was a job in a glorified space trawler. All of this is new to me. I want to see everything.
0: You will, Cass. And it will never be normal. You promise? I promise. We're slowing down.
2: That is a big boat.
1: You saw it on the screen in the hub. What were you expecting?
2: Yeah, but look
0: at it, it's huge. It wasn't just built for traversing oceans, it was meant to scour worlds.
2: One question.
1: They built the Vespertine off world, then brought her over by a carrier class ship, suspended her underneath, flying through space. She flew before she ever even touched the water.
0: Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna ask. And she's been down here for a century, give or take.
1: Apart from the station crew, no-one's seen her since then.
0: Well then, shall we take a closer look? See?
2: It's not so bad after all. I'd be too sure. Cass seems happy. Yes. If I'd known, I'd have brought us here deliberately. You still don't like it, do you? Not in the slightest. Ow! Why am I the one carrying the beacon anyway? It's heavy.
0: Which is why you're the one carrying the beacon. But I thought that was obvious.
2: Uh, uh, speaking of Cass, where did she go?
3: Uh,
2: Cass? She was right in front of us. She can't have got far. Cass! Wait, I'll check the front of the boat. You check the back. It's called the
0: stern. You could at least try to get it right.
6: What are you doing in here? I thought you were fixing the extractor. I told you, that's not my job. You do realise I outrank you, yes? I'm your superior. No, aren't you just. And that means if I give you an order...
3: And you realise that I'm a technician, not an engineer? Order me all you like, I can't fix it. Make it the next rotation's problem, not
6: mine. Fine. And why are the view screens off?
3: A glitch. I'm rebooting the chamber cameras. I'll be back up in a few
6: minutes. (sighs) look. I'm sorry for...
3: What's that? I think it's a misfiring sensor relay. All the readings are fine. I'll log it and see if it happens again.
6: And if not, make make it the the next next rotations rotations problem.
3: Look, forget about just now. You must be starving. Why don't you go get some rest, get something to eat? I'll babysit the system while it reboots. You're sure? It's fine. Go. It's just the two of us here. What's the worst that can happen?
2: Cass? 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 That's you. Oh, seriously. Oh, ow. Uh, Alex, it's all right. Just trotted on a rotten board. I'm fine. Alex.
1: Oh, sorry. Did I scare you?
2: Yes. No, no. I just. Where did you come from?
1: I found the way down to the lower decks. Come
2: on. Careful. Some of these boards are in pretty bad shape.
1: (laughs) Some of us. Look where we're putting our feet.
2: Yeah, all right. Shh.
0: Did you hear that? I'm afraid staying out of trouble has never been one of Alex's strengths. Everything all right? You put it like you've seen a ghost. And we thought there was someone else on the
2: ship. Well, there is. Me. Oh, well, you forgot me already. Charming.
3: what's oh, through here.
2: Oh, this place creeps me out. It's too quiet. The doctor doesn't like it either, do you? never said that. But... Until or
0: unless I can put my finger on what was wrong here. There's no reason to alarm Cass. Let her have this.
1: Where do you think the main quarters are?
0: What, you mean sages?
1: Maybe there's still something there. Charts or...
0: Down the next steps, first on the right. Sorry? Sage's quarters, down the steps, first on the right, before the lockers. How do you know that? I'm not sure. Doctor, what's going on? Well, aren't all ships like this the same? If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Doctor? Alex, drop it. You and Cass go first.
1: Would the officers' quarters be all the way down here?
0: For protection? From what? From the climate, I'd imagine. Under the water was probably safer than above it.
1: (laughs) Even here?
2: Better hope you don't spring a leak in the night. Ah, looks like you're right. Everything down here is definitely in better shape. Let me get another torch. Here, see this next step? It's like the ones upstairs, almost rotted through, but the ones at the bottom of the stairs...
1: They're... newer?
2: That's not newer. Those
0: boards are brand new.
1: Why would there be new boards on a ship that's been lost for a hundred years?
0: A hundred years? <sighs> Has it really been that long? Hudson Sage, I guess you. Yeah.
7: Always a pleasure, Doctor. This way. Uh oh, Excuse the mess. <laughs> Do come through. I've just stoked
0: up the stove. How does he know you? I am the foggiest. Ow! Mind your head on the beam there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then how...
0: Believe me, Alex, I have questions.
1: You've been down here all this time. You've got a stove. And a kettle. And food. Are you hungry? No, I mean... How? How are you here?
7: This is the Vespertine. My ship, where else would I be?
1: The Vespertine was lost. This ship was lost. It is lost.
7: That's rather a matter of opinion, my dear. Please, sit. I'm afraid not, Mr Sage. Hudson,
0: please. We're past all that, aren't we? You and I. Well then, Hudson... The fact remains, this ship was lost and remains, so. Where are your crew? And if you'll pardon my indelicacy, how are you still alive?
7: <laughs> well, Doctor, you certainly haven't changed.
2: Dee! <laughs> T- but Hudson Sage is dead. That's the whole point of the hub on the surface. A man who should be dead in a ship
0: that should be lost beneath a research station that shouldn't exist. This just gets better
2: and better, doesn't it? This is what's been bothering you. He must be it. They don't know he's here, do they? Apparently not. We should tell them. They need to get him out. I don't think it's that simple. Does this seem like a ship that's been lost for years?
0: Food on the table, a fire burning in the stove. Where do his supplies come from? No ship has stores for a hundred years. No, 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 no. There's something else here.
5: New
2: boards.
0: Precisely. But only on this deck of the ship, Sage hasn't aged. Time, it's time. You're right in thinking Sage's
2: timeline is the proper, but that can't be the whole story. Well, from how he spoke to you, it sounds like you two are pretty friendly. He's wrong. So! Cass! was it?
7: How do you like my ship? Oh, have some tea.
1: Oh, no. Thanks. I'm not sure that's a good idea. As you wish. You are Hudson Sage, aren't you? I mean, it really is you.
7: Unless there's two of me.
1: <laughs> but they searched for you. There were rescue missions.
7: Salvage missions, more likely. Not the same thing, I'm afraid. You sure I can't tempt you with a tea?
1: What? No. Oh, no No tea. The Vespatine's falling apart, the upper decks are rotten, but down here, it's all new. And you didn't answer the doctor's question. How are you still alive?
3: Ebus? Are you in
6: here?
3: Uh, (laughs) Ebus? I know I said I'd cover things in the hub, but I really need a break. You've been hours. <sighs> Ebus? What happened?
6: Food. Don't. Eat. Something. Wrong. I don't understand. <clears throat> I'll get you some more. No. Not safe. Something. Wrong. With the. The. Food. <clears throat> not green pox it's the food
3: we, we need to get you to sick bay. there'll be something there to help no I, I can't I can't stand I'm not leaving you here come on I'll help you I've got you that's it I can't yes you can We'll contact headquarters, see how much longer that relief ship's gonna be, and then we'll get you sedated. You need rest.
6: But you you can't run the station.
3: I'm only a technician. I know. But honestly, what (laughs) I'm gonna do, blow the place up. How
7: am I still alive? You say, rather personal? <laughs> Isn't it obvious?
1: Uh, not really.
7: Time lock. This whole deck of the Vespertine locked up tight as a drum.
1: You mean time doesn't pass here?
7: I'm not entirely sure how it works, but as I understand it, we're in a little bubble here. Can you leave, if you wanted to? I don't know. Can't say I'm keen to try.
1: We can take you back up with us to the base. They have no idea you're here. (laughs) Rin won't believe
7: it. Forgive me, who?
1: Oh, she's a technician on the base. It's funny because in a way she's been watching over you. They're building a, well, a shrine to the Vespertine up there. If they realized you were still alive.
7: I admire your optimism.
1: You can't stay down here. Can't just leave you. I can't.
7: You know something of me, I I suppose.
1: When I was taking my navigation exams, I had to learn all my Homestar systems. Do you even know how many are named after you?
7: Navigation exams? How did you do? Uh,
1: Not great. But what I mean is, yeah, I know about you. I know all about you.
7: Then perhaps you'd like to see more of my ship. Or my deck, at least. Come and see how a fellow traveller used
0: to live. Same sage, same world, same ship, same ship. Alex, same ship. Good as new, wouldn't you say? The Vespertines time-locked? Just this deck. With Sage's cabin? As though he's been deliberately hidden. Stay with Cass, keep her safe and him busy. What about you? I'm gonna find some answers.
3: No, Ebus, you're in no condition to help You can't run the
6: base on your own
3: I've been manning the hub The whole time you were on the other side of the station It's fine (sighs) It's my job And it'll be a lot easier If I don't have to worry about you collapsing again
6: The relief ship? They're already in the system They made contact? A
3: couple of orbits and they'll be here The advance party already arrived You just stay where you are Here, drink Uh, uh, this. uh, uh, Come on, all of it. uh, 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 What is it? The usual. Rehydration Uh, fluids, electrolytes.
6: It's making me feel very comfortable.
3: And the strongest sedative on the base. You need to rest. I need you to rest.
7: Now, this you're like. This chart shows the route we took to get here.
2: Cass, are you here?
1: In the officer's mess!
2: Where'd you go? The doctor was worried.
1: Sure, the doctor. Look, I keep telling you I can take care of myself don't need you to
7: rescue me. Oh, I didn't mean that. It's my fault. Of course you're worried. But as Cass was telling me all about her own travels, I thought she might like to see how we used to do things. These charts, they're all paper. No metal on deck. That was the rule. It reacted too strongly to the water. We lost a dozen scout drones while we were planning this expedition, until we worked that out. But it was exciting. Like going back to the old ways of exploring. The old girl here was out of date before she was even built. But she's kept me safe all this time. What about the other crew? They left. I stayed. I tried to convince them we were never meant to leave the Vespertine. The lifeboats weren't strong and without a dropship to answer a distress call... This is a hostile planet. We all knew what we were signing up for. Now, Here they are, the crew. We took this picture, all of us together, right before we left the dropship. Iverson, Singh, Fennec. At the back in the coat, that's Gruber Sky, the cook. And next to him, Isaac Martolo. My second in command. He'd been with me since the start. We did it all together.
1: Did you say Martolo? You know of him? Uh, No, it's nothing. Hmm. They're so young.
7: For some of them, this was their first voyage. They were all like you. Wanted to discover new worlds, see new skies. The others had been with me a while. This was going to be Isaac's last voyage. He had a husband, and child. He wanted to be with them. And who can blame him? And he never made it? No.
2: Where's the doctor? I need to speak with him. He, uh, said he needed some air. Is he all right? Ow! Uh. What's this? I thought he said there was no metal. No metal
7: on deck. This is one of my personal effects, a memory recorder. Press the button on the edge. It's come with me on every voyage. Wouldn't be without it. Very useful when one is writing up an expedition. Or, when one is left, alone. It's been my only company here, the sum of not just my life's work, but my life. Every face, every voyage, every world. Perhaps you'd care to see? How does it work?
0: (sighs) Nothing. It's nothing. Nothing that explains how he knows me. Perhaps I haven't met him yet. But then he'd have the sense not to tell me. I'll tell him not to mention me to myself. I always do. No. Forks. Of course. A drawer full of forks. But then how did I know about the forks? What's this? The company acknowledges Mr. Sage's request to repay his debt. However, under the circumstances... Contracted services. Oh. Well, 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 Hudson Sage. You aren't at all what Cass thinks you are.
7: Stand on the base plate. That's it. It will take two. I once showed the president of Ahez the burning seas of moor on this, and he had four legs. (laughs) So the pair of you will manage perfectly well. Right. There you are. It's controlled by these headbands here. One each. Cass, you have the master headband. You'll be navigating.
1: Navigating how,
7: exactly? Uh, Oh, it's self-explanatory when you get to the menu. Almost ready. Now, remember, these are memories, my memories. You can only follow where I've been, although the headband will let you jump forward and back.
1: And this is how you've spent all this time down here, reliving your memories.
7: That can't be healthy. Isn't it what we all do when we're alone in the dark? Give yourselves a moment. It'll be quite a jolt.
2: Those are his memories. All stacked up like a gallery. I guess so. How are we supposed to choose?
1: I think I just... That's it. That one. The last day of the Vespertine's voyage. I want to know what happened. We're actually here.
6: Where is he?
2: I need to speak to him. Yeah.
1: That's Isaac Martolo. I recognize him from the picture of the crew. How do we follow him?
2: We can't, remember? We can only go where Sage has been. This is his memory. So we're looking at the team from his point of view. Isaac! Isaac, what's the matter? Did you know
6: about this? The inventory didn't make sense. So I went down to the cargo hold. Would you like to know what I found?
7: You're overreacting. There's
2: no need to get worked done. So you did know. I trusted you, Hudson. I trusted you. Why are they arguing?
1: I don't know. It's something to do with that paperwork. But look. Isaac's furious.
2: I can't see what it is. Fifteen drums of isolator waste. Testing and extraction
6: equipment. Weapons. Weapons, Hudson. This isn't right. Another planetary survey. That was what I agreed to leave my family for.
7: Not this. This is a survey. You said so yourself. Hence, testing and extraction equipment. I never thought I'd see the day. Not from you.
6: Not after all we've been
7: through. And who do you think funded all this? The Vespertine? The dropship? The supplies? Where do you think it all came from?
6: I warned you it would go beyond smuggling for them. I told you they'd want more. They always want more. And I told you I wouldn't turn a blind eye to it again. It was the only way. And the crew? Do they know? Did you lie to all of us or just some of us?
1: I don't understand. Sage wasn't a smuggler.
2: Maybe he was. At least until he got caught.
0: Alex? Cass, we're leaving now. Alex! They can't hear you. Where are they?
7: Exploring the past.
0: And whose past would that be, exactly? Hudson Sage the explorer or Hudson Sage the smuggler? It wasn't like that. You of all people should know. Me? Why would I know anything about you? You talk to me as though we're friends.
7: And you talk to me as though we aren't. But even if that were true, look how keen you are to judge me.
0: I don't forget, my friends. And I'd remember if I had one like you. I've seen your commission papers for this ship. Arms running. Smuggling. Dumping waste on other planets, but only once you'd strip them bare of everything they had to offer. The great Hudson Sage. Discoverer of galaxies. Destroyer of worlds.
7: Every man has his price. The company found mine. What was yours, Doctor?
0: Where are my friends?
7: I told you. Exploring the past. A memory recorder. That's all.
0: Harmless. And was that their idea or yours?
7: I needed to speak
2: to you. Alone. Isaac's walking away. Follow him.
1: I can't remember. We can only go where Sage has been. We've just got to let it play out.
2: Looks like the rest of the crew didn't know about whatever's going on.
1: They're angry. Isaac's right. I know what this is.
0: Hang
2: on. Over there.
0: Look.
1: This is a mutiny.
2: It's time we weren't here. He was here. The doctor was on the Vesper team
1: they're talking about leaving the ship. This is what happened.
2: He swore he'd never met Sage. But... Bliss! Time to go! Bliss! We should go. Something's not right about all this. Sage, the crew, it doesn't matter. Of
1: course it matters. It Cass!
2: We have to get out now. I need to talk to the doctor.
7: Fine. Just... Take, take... us out now!
0: Tell me they're safe. <sighs>
7: Oh, ironic. I remember once having a very similar conversation with you. You made a promise. You stood on my deck, on my ship, this ship, and you promised to help me to keep my family safe. You promised to protect us all. You
0: and your companion. Hudson, listen to me. You cannot tell me this. If we are still to meet in my future, I can't know any more. <laughs> How convenient. A hundred years, the girl
7: said when you arrived. Well, that's how long you've left me! You were supposed to bring them to me. Doctor, where are my family? Or did you forget them too? Or did you decide that this is just what I deserved?
2: Why are we back in the menu? You're meant to be taking us out.
7: I
1: am!
2: I need to tell the doctor. It won't let me. What do you mean, it won't let you? It
1: won't let me. We're stuck.
2: Oh, we can't be.
1: I can work a navigation menu, thanks. And every time I try to exit...
2: So how are we meant to get out? You weren't exploring.
0: You were smuggling. What does that have to do with your family? Oh, doctor. You were being forced. You owed money, didn't you?
7: They threatened my family. This was the only way. And the crew? As far as they were concerned, this was just another surveying expedition. Until Isaac checked the cargo hold.
0: How did they take it when they learned the truth?
7: (laughs) That slipped your mind too, has it? After all, you were here... Indulge me. Abandoned ship. Every single one of them. They knew what that would mean. Out there. Away from the Vespertine, in the water.
0: And they still chose to go. Rather than become what you had.
7: Oh, sooner or later, it's what we all become, isn't it? Desperate men trying to hold on to what we've already lost. Not all of us. Spoken like a true hypocrite.
0: You said we were friends. That I made you a promise that I failed you. So, friend, come with us. I'm sure I might...
1: still not letting us out.
2: Look, I'll try.
1: I told you, it's not me, it's the machine. I've got it. Finally. Okay, that was significantly less fun than I was hoping. Are you all right? I'm fine. You sure? I told you, stop trying to rescue me. I don't need it. I don't know if you expect me to burst into tears at the first sign of trouble.
2: Cass, does this place look right to you?
1: It looks the same to me. Does it though? It's an old ship, Alex. That's what I see.
2: Exactly, an old ship. This part didn't look old before.
1: It was brand new. It's aging.
2: The time lock.
1: Hudson.
3: Come on. Come on. What are you doing down there? Oh, about time. Recording for the log. Apply auto timestamp. Rin Martolo, sole technician remaining from rotation Delta 433. Vespertine chamber stability is compromised. Stability dropping to 80%. We'll monitor and report any further changes.
6: <sighs> Rin, are you there?
3: Ebus, you're awake and off, so... It's nothing, it's all fine.
6: I'm coming too. I just need to. Uh, <laughs> Can't quite.
3: Ebus? Ebus? And I thought I might have given you too much sedative. Right, here we go. Sending lift. You three better be ready to Run.
7: Something's wrong. Hudson. Doctor, something's happening.
2: I I, I feel... uh, What's happening? Doctor. Alex, where's Cass? She's activating the beacon. We have to go right now. The time lock's broken. Impossible. He's right. It's changed.
7: The time, Doctor. It's coming. The past catches up
0: with us all in the end.
1: I've got the beacon, but I can't see how to activate it. Rin said we could talk to the hub, but To me, now. You're coming with us,
0: Hudson. I'm not sure that will be possible, not if the time I don't understand. Where's the beacon? That's it. You're holding it. This isn't a beacon. It's a temporal destabilizer. And it's already active. It's been running since we set foot in that lift shaft.
1: If it's been running all this time.
0: Eating away at the time lock. Can we stop it? No, no, we can't. Hudson, I'm sorry. Truly, but there's nothing more I can do. You should go.
7: All of you, go. The Vespertine won't hold. She'll come apart, and if you're still here... We
2: can't leave you. You must. I'm so sorry.
0: Ah, uh, Alex Cass, get out of here.
2: Doctor... Go! (laughs) You two talked
0: For what it's worth. It wasn't you. Your family Hudson, whatever, I promised you I'm sorry.
7: And I meant that too, didn't know, didn't remember. (laughs) And those two things are not the same. Be careful, Doctor. (gasps) Now go, before she comes apart. Get out! Goodbye Hudson. Seems you did bring my family to me after all, Doctor. I'm ready. There
1: she goes.
0: Doctor? I'm alright. Where's Hudson? He's gone. Even if he'd got out without the time lock, time would find him.
2: No, she didn't. She said she was only a technician. It was a mistake. A stupid, stupid mistake. Why, Cass?
1: Isaac Martolo. The sailor in his memory.
2: Hudson's second in command. He's the one who led the mutiny.
1: I knew I'd heard that name before. Martolo is Rin's family name.
0: Could be a coincidence. The universe is full of them. Yeah, but that's one hell of a
2: coincidence.
0: When we don't have time. We don't know how much damage that disruptor might have done. Ah. Oh, God. I guess that answers the question. We have to get to the lift now. Both of you, run! She said
1: there's no way up without the lift. It's sealed, remember?
0: It's coming.
1: You think she's gonna send the lift down to us after that?
0: I do. I can hear it. It's almost here. Right, in. Get inside. Alex, close the gate. You both all right?
1: No. What was that?
0: We were used.
1: She knew what would happen. Rin sent that thing down with us, knowing exactly what it would do. Why would she do that? I told you. Rin Martolo. Isaac Martolo. None of the crew from that expedition ever went home. He had a child who must have grown up knowing that was Sage's fault. It makes perfect sense. I
0: think it's a little more complicated than that, Cass.
1: You said it yourself. We were used. She used us. She used me.
3: No, You're all right. When the alarm went off, I I tried to... Liar. What? You murdered him, and you used us to do it. Murdered who? You are all okay, aren't you?
0: We are. No thanks to you. Do you even realise what you've done?
3: I... I don't know what...
2: Don't lie to me. I'm not. So what? You just happened to send us down there with that thing by accident?
3: The Temporal Disruptor, you know.
2: I think that's obvious.
3: I'm sorry. I didn't realise it would work so quickly. I had it all planned. There was supposed to be more time for you to get back up here.
2: What about Sage? What was your plan for him?
3: Sage? You killed him. You mean Hudson Sage? Yes,
0: Hudson Sage. He was still alive, time-locked. Exactly the same as he was the day the Vespertine was lost. Trapped inside. You just destroyed the time-lock, the ship and the man.
3: Uh, I don't understand. How could you? No. No, no. no, that's not... I destroyed the ship. I had to destroy it. You were the only way I could get the disruptor down there. I'm not allowed.
2: You really I, did. You I, used us.
3: Uh, I... I, uh, It's not possible. I, I, I can't. He can't. She
0: didn't know he was down there.
3: He was alive. He was. And I...
0: The disruptor broke the time lock. There was nothing we could do.
3: He was still alive. And
1: now he's not, thanks to you.
3: Was it...?
0: Quick. Yes, it was.
3: I... I didn't know. I swear, I I didn't. I would never have... if there'd even been a chance. But, But how could he be?
1: How can you not have known? You said he was the reason
3: you're here. You told me. And like I said, I'm just a technician. That's all. I didn't... I I never meant... You don't understand.
0: Rin, wait!
3: Oh, no. He can't have been there. No!
0: You truly didn't know.
3: He's not on any of the screens. I couldn't... Cass
0: thinks this is all about a sailor on the Vespertine. Isaac.
3: I took his name, that was all. I waited for anyone here, any of the crew to ask, to notice. But none of them did. They don't care about the ship, about what it means. All that matters is how much they can make from it.
0: It wouldn't be the first time.
3: My whole life, that ship has hung over us like a curse. We still owe them. You know that? I'm here on this dead world because we still owe them and they won't let us go. The day Vespertine was found, I remember my grandmother crying, crying over an old boat. So I thought, what if it could be gone? Really gone, like it had never been found. It should never have been found. There's no place for it anymore.
0: You're one of the Sage family.
3: Hudson Sage was my great grandfather. What? I thought I'd be setting him free. Setting all of us free. I'm sorry. It was all supposed to look like an accident, a broken extractor.
2: You broke it, didn't you?
3: You have no idea how long it took. I was on leave, a break between rotations grandmother had died we were clearing her things I found the blueprints in his archive Hudson's and I didn't understand what they were at first but then I realized I would never be able to destroy the vesperty they made sure I can't get near it
0: but with a temple disruptor time would do that for you
3: all I had to do was get it down there which is where I got stuck the science crew would know it wasn't their kit But he was his new, fresh out of officer training. I thought if I could get him on his own, get him to take it down. But then you came along.
5: You
0: made the whole crew sick just for that?
3: Somnus extract. Tasteless, colourless and odourless. Makes you sick as a dog for a couple of days. But no lasting damage. If he was your family, why would you do this? You don't understand what it's like. Having someone like that, like Hudson in your family. You don't know how it feels. His legacy, it's my life, it's taken over my life. He is, was the reason I'm here. (laughs) He was the reason I'm here.
0: Cass,
1: hmm. you're
0: very quiet.
1: Was it always us?
0: It was what, always us?
1: This. Before, Vespertine had never been discovered. And now it's gone. He's gone. Is that because of this, now?
0: It wasn't your fault, Cass.
1: Because I can't stop thinking about it. Maybe if I hadn't wanted to see, maybe It I-
0: doesn't work like that and well, we should go before their relief ship really does arrive. I imagine they'll want to pretend none of this happened.
1: So this will all just be forgotten?
0: Perhaps. Things, people, sometimes they're forgotten. But that doesn't change the fact that they existed, that they were. A fire that burned out might still have kept someone warm while it was alight. Surely that counts for something.
2: I need to tell you something. Hmm? The memory viewer Sage had. Memories are tricky things, Alex. They're never the truth
0: of what happened. Just one version of it. Even the act of remembering something changes it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I saw you in his memory. What? That last day, you were there. You were on the deck of the Vespertine. Impossible. With someone called Bliss. Bliss? <laughs> oh, you've lost me. I don't know who that is. But you did. You knew her. You were there together. She was your companion. <sighs> well, then...
0: This must be my future.
2: Perhaps I was wrong about Hudson. We're still to meet. Uh, it wasn't the future. It was the past. Your past. Don't ask me how I know. I just do. I, I, I can feel it. I believe you, but you must know it doesn't make any sense. Sure, but I know what I saw. And if I'm right, then I don't think it was Hudson's timeline that was the problem. It was yours. That's why you can't quite remember being here. Part of you does, but it's not enough. No. It's the only explanation.
0: <sighs> oh,
2: perhaps it's not just my timeline.
0: It's everyone's timeline. The entire universe rewritten, all except for Hudson Sage. Because he was timeline? Exactly, the sole survivor.
2: Who could do that?
0: Wrong question. Rin said she found blueprints for the Disruptor in Hudson's archive. He already had them before he set foot on the Vespertine. Those plans can only have come from me. I recognize my own work, and that was my design. No, Alex, the question we should be asking, I should be asking, is what else don't I remember, and why?
7: You have been listening to Doctor Who The Eighth Doctor Adventures The Time War Five Vespertine Written by Lou Morgan The Doctor was played by Paul McGann Cass Emma Campbell-Jones Alex Campbell Sonny McGann Hudson Sage Simon Shepherd, Rin Martolo Indigo Griffiths Ebus Homer Toddywaller Other roles were played by members of the cast Director Ken Bentley. Producer David Richardson. Sound design David Rucroft. Script editor John Dorney. Executive producers Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery.
5: Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of The Eighth Doctor Time War. Cass.
0: Cass seems happy. Yes. If I'd known, i have brought us here deliberately. You still don't like it, do you? Not in the slightest.
5: This one was my first return to the studio myself. I'd been working remotely online for two years. Other people had gone back to the studio, but I don't live in London anymore, so it's a bit harder for me to go back to the studio. But I did decide to go back for this. and. I found it a real boost actually. It really cheered me up. I had a great time on this. There was one day I got there incredibly early. I was was there about nine o'clock and Paul McGann was there at nine o'clock. So we had just an hour just sitting and drinking coffee and he was telling me about a trip to Europe he was doing over the weekend and his, his interest in history and he was telling me lots of different things about part of this subject matter. And I just thought that's what you don't get online. You don't get to sit with your actors and just catch up and have that very personal contact. So that was a really special thing for me, to be back in the studio.
4: I'm Lou Morgan, and I'm the writer of this Eighth Doctor episode, Vespertine. I was really excited to be asked to write an Eighth Doctor story. I think he's a particularly interesting Doctor. And uh, when John Dorney, the script editor, said we'd also have Cass in the set, that just made it even more so. Vespertine is very much Cass's episode. It's her first trip in the TARDIS, so the story and the setting needed to have her front and centre and give us the chance to see everything through her eyes. We already know that she wants to explore the universe and to discover things, so it felt natural to give her a story involving an explorer in the shape of Hudson Sage and his long-lost ship, the Vespertine.
0: None of it should exist. The Vespertine has never been recovered. And I recognise that ship, Alex. I recognise it and I can't. Not like this.
2: Do you think, maybe, you're overthinking this one?
4: In terms of research, I'm a bit of a ship nerd, and I'm absolutely a history nerd. So I suspect this is one of those stories that already sort of existed in my head, or bits of it did in a kind of flat-pack form. I was in dundee with my family a few years ago and we went on the discovery which is a ship that was used by shackleton and scott in the antarctic she was launched in 1901 and she was and i'm going to try and get this right uh one of the last wooden three-masted bark rigged sailing ships built in britain and when you're on board it has this very distinct quite oppressive atmosphere you realize really quickly there's no portholes below deck because they'd weaken the hull. Um, it needed to be incredibly strong to withstand pack ice. So it's quite claustrophobic. It's a really odd feeling. And it was an experience that really stuck with me. Then when we started to talk about ideas for stories for the set, I'd just finished reading Michael Palin's biography of the Erebus, which was one of the two ships that went missing on the Franklin expedition to the Arctic in 1846. The other one was The Terror, and you might recognise the name from the television series or the book that that was based on. I was fascinated, and I still am, by that story and the, the history of the ship, and it just felt like this was kind of a match. Hello,
1: I'm Emma Campbell-Jones, and I play Cass Famazzi. For Cass in particular, she's, I mean, what what a first trip for her to go on. This really is a sort of love letter to her purpose the fact that she got so excited about this um explorer it lit a fire within her imagination sparked her curiosity which sort of propelled her to take the choices that she did and to get to meet her hero is extraordinary but um as i was saying to simon yeah heartbreaking at the same time to have the reality of the human fallibility, I suppose, of the of the hero, kind of smack you in the face in that way, and her living being plunged into the the reality of what really happened, heartbreaking, you know. But she still wants to save him.
2: Hello, I'm Sunny McGann, and I'm playing Alex Campbell. Alex is described on the first page of the script as a cheeky adventurer. And that's about as as much as I knew about this version of Alex going into this series. And the danger was in my head that he comes off as kind of one-dimensional because that could be interpreted in so many ways and there's always the risk that you go into stories like these without thinking about what kind of internal conflict or internal drama there might be going on within a character like Alex. Because on the surface he does appear to just be precisely that a cheeky adventurer, just kind of blundering his way through all these different adventures but then a a thing kind of appears where there's something really impressionable about him you know he's following the doctor around and he's kind of feeding off the doctor's energy but also sending out his own energy and there's a positivity and and an upbeatness to him which is really really fun to play with
1: I love that there's a developing care and connection as well with Alex and the doctor the minute Alex says, you know, he's popped out to get some air. She's straight away like, is he all right? You know, and I, lo- I love that there's already that bond there, and we've, so, yeah, exploring a little, you know, the the, the sort of familial dynamics of what, what it becomes to be like when you're travelling as the, the Musketeers and the TARDIS. <laughs> you know, there's that dynamic is already very much building, and and we're only in an, in episode two, and it's gorgeous. There was a, a, a lovely play as well between Paul and Jay watching them sort of spark off each other, <laughs> it was
2: just great. The stuff that fascinates me the most is when he gets the opportunity to, to investigate things and, and ask himself questions and question the things around him and at times, particularly in this story, The Vespatine, he gets to question the most important person in his life which is the doctor, he gets the credit like is this person that I I, I completely look up to, I idolise, and who's essentially my teacher and my mentor, is he right about everything? He's always seems to be right about things, but here he is potentially messing up, um, and not telling me everything, and I'm so used to him being, you know, this like beacon of, you know, trust and security and those kind of things. So within that it 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 can no longer be one dimensional because the explorer within him starts to kind of like shine through and that adds so much more to the character yeah so it's been it's been really interesting to explore him as a character and as him
7: i'm simon shepherd and i play hudson sage hudson is the captain of the ship and he is apparently a very easy and jovial and friendly man on the surface but actually he has a secret past he was compromised And his family threatened to become a smuggler, which is how he got out of the situation he was in a 100 years ago. And he, in another reality, he met the Doctor, but the Doctor doesn't remember him. So he's a man with a past.
5: I'm Ken Bentley, and I'm the director.
0: Well then, Hudson, the fact remains, this ship was lost and remains so. Where are your crew? And if you'll pardon my indelicacy, how are you still alive?
7: <laughs> well, doctor, you certainly haven't changed. <laughs> Tea?
2: He's one of those those people. I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head anything specifically that he's been in, but we've just lived with his his sort of face on TV for so many years we all feel as if we know him so he's an instantly recognisable actor and um, we were looking for a high-profile actor to play the role Uh, it was our it was our sort of guest star in that story and again it's the you know it's the sort of usual case with Big Finish of reaching out to people finding out if they're available and interested and, and sort of keeping your fingers crossed that the dates work and it and it did which is terrific.
7: It's a lot of fun. Um, you have a laugh when you're doing it, and uh, you kind of wing it in that you you work on it as a normal script, but you work out the plot as you go along because it is the time jumps are quite complicated.
6: I'm Homer Tawila, and I play Ebus. My character Ebus is that typical sort of goody-two-shoes, too big for his boots, geeky type person who uh, tries to pull rank all the time and uh, essentially feels overwhelmed by this responsibility that him and Rin have uh, found themselves in. The way I approached him was uh, pretty much how if I have a character that is sort of like a story within a story and he's in his own or yeah he's in his own world... I tend to try and experience that from the character's perspective so I only tend to try and know what the character knows so I can play it I guess as honestly as possible uh, when something comes along so yeah that was pretty much pretty great for this script pretty straightforward and because it was written so well uh, it was very easy to do.
3: Hello my name is Indigo Griffiths and I play Rin Martolo. I thought of her as quite sort of abrupt quite sassy I think She's quite bold. I think she doesn't sort of uh, take no for an answer, whether it's with other technicians, with the doctor. I think she's very sort of set on her plan. She knows what she's doing. And yeah, I think she's quite a cool lady. As always, everybody... um at Big Finish and in, and in the Hoon of always so lovely and so welcoming. I think this team they, there's there's a lot of history they sort of gel together very well which is always quite nice to step into a sort of a well-oiled machine.
0: I'm Paul McGann I'm the Eighth Doctor. And well, we should go before their relief ship really does arrive. I imagine i will want to pretend none of this happened. So
1: this will all just be forgotten?
0: Perhaps. Things, people, sometimes they're forgotten. But that doesn't change the fact that they existed, that they were. <coughs> we met, didn't we, in Cardiff.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, it was the read-through. Yeah. That's the first time I met you, at the read-through in
0: Cardiff. That was in Cardiff. Um, we weren't there long either, way, it was like a day, the whole thing was like we were over in a day or a day and a bit. Two,
1: two days, I yeah, think, no, for yeah, the no. whole thing, Yeah, 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 yeah and uh, Paul, I can't remember what exactly the context of the quip you made but it was something about hotels and then we turned up on set the next day in the art department and put a best western sort of plaque outside, outside healer's Cave which I just thought was such <laughs> a brilliant little touch
0: <laughs> yeah, Nothing is wasted you know. <laughs> yeah. They are listening <laughs> That was great and, and we, we got to shoot The Night of the Doctor I said but am I remembering it right it was kind of in we turned up as they they being that the 50th Special was finishing its shoot.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it yeah. was
0: like a rap party, still with like stragglers and people doing the walk of shame. <laughs> and I, and I think it was like the Saturday night, and we got there and we shot on the Sunday kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so as they finished, we started.
1: And there was a lot of secrecy, obviously, around um, yeah, you. Remember? you were, it, he was called Omega in the script. Yeah, and, and I checked was, into
0: the hotel, Mr. Smith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> love <laughs> it. It, was, oh, oh, it
0: was all didn't work anyway, did it? Nobody knew about it.
1: <laughs> no, I think we kept a pretty good secret. It was only Do right reckon, the like, I remember a week right later, I was end. still
0: on Twitter then, and a week later I got this tweet. just said to me, uh, a friend of mine served you a sandwich in a Cardiff hotel. Care to comment. <laughs>
6: we go! It was but
0: one of them.
1: every time you stepped out of your trailer, I remember there being a huge golf umbrella over you, so like in case there were any like aerial yeah, I know. I know. photography sort of type Don't. scenarios,
0: drones <laughs> going overhead. But, it, but I suppose that well, that was part of the fun, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, and getting driven to Cardiff in a blacked-out car. <laughs> I'm sure they were just making it up, really. Um, anyway, High but jinks. it was fun, wasn't it? It was really fun. It was a really exciting time. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: I loved it. Well, we did the cave scene first as well. A majority of that was just me lying on a slab, listening to these gorgeous voices swirling around me, you and Claire. My goodness, I could have laid there all day. Just deliciousness. The perry, I mean, what voices?
0: Me and Claire Higgins, yeah. Yeah. When you think what... That thing was six minutes long in the end. You know, and... Cass and the doctor need to meet. Yeah. There's this ship, it's going to crash. There's all that jeopardy. Then it crashes. Then he's on that planet with the sisters. Mm. Then all that happens. He gets bored in the middle. (laughs) Remember? Asks for knitting. All of of that. (laughs) Then there's that. Then that happens. There's a regeneration at the end, all in six minutes.
1: Yeah. It's really good. What
0: a genius bit of writing that is. I know. Moffat. He could really do it, couldn't
1: he? Yeah. It was good. It was a fizzy old script, yeah. And the second day was very exciting as well, because we had a visit from Mark.
0: Uh, oh, Mark Gatiss was there, Gatiss wasn't he? Gatiss was there, and yeah. Stephen Moffat, and yeah, yeah. It
1: was just a lovely energy. And that and was the day
0: he handed me a piece of paper. and He said, you have, "You have to say all these names," and they were the names of the Big Finnish oh,
3: yeah, that's companions.
0: Right. Canonised. Yes. Although, it, although the import of that sort of went over my head at the time, you know, I just, I just had to learn the list and say it. But that was nice, you know. Once it dawned on me what what, what was. What was happening? No, a really good time. It was an exciting time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Knowing you were going to be part of it, and um, yeah.
1: I remember you trying on your costume, and you being thrilled with it, and all the oh, little that bits and the detail.
0: <laughs> and I didn't have to wear a wig. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that you. I remember you being particularly overjoyed about no wig. <laughs> it's all my own hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. That no, was a great time.
1: It really was. It was
0: and it's great. nearly 10 years ago. How about is
1: it really? Is, it, is it, so That was a bit doctorish. When, and
0: I can't remember how long ago. I don't it was know. <laughs>